folks, welcome back to another episode of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray. We're back again with you this week, and it's been a busy week this week for the Ubuntu security team because it has been another week of Pwn to Own. It's uh, in Vancouver this year. Uh, it is the 15th year of Pwn to Own, so we will do a bit of a look at that a bit later in this week's episode and see kind of what's been happening there, obviously in particular as to how that pertains to Ubuntu. But first, we will do our usual roundup of security fixes that have gone into the supported Ubuntu releases over the past week. So this week, there were 57 unique CVEs that were addressed by the team, and up first, we had a heap of kernel updates. And so uh, I must, as always, say thanks very much to the Ubuntu kernel team who do all the heavy lifting on these, and in particular, uh, Tadeo Cascado, who does a lot of the interfacing between the uh, kernel and security team and handles a lot of that, and uh, Steve Beattie on our site as well. Uh, And in particular, Steve actually thanks for preparing all of the Ubuntu security notices of this because that makes my job a lot easier. So yeah, uh, there was an update for the kernel in Ubuntu uh, 16.04 extended security maintenance and 14.04 extended security maintenance. And that is a 4.4 based kernel. And uh, the vulnerabilities here were a use after free in the Nouveau uh, driver, which is used for NVIDIA hardware. Uh, That could be triggered when a device is removed. And so you've got to think, it's not very often that someone's going to be unplugging their, you know, PCIe graphics card or something like that. But you could have maybe an external uh, GPU that's connected via USB-C or something like that or you know you can actually just have the local user unbind the driver from the device actually which is a lot easier uh, to trigger that one plus there was a use after free uh, due to a race condition in the network packet scheduler subsystem uh, there was an out-of-bounds write in NFS subsystem and so a user then who had access to an NFS mount could possibly exploit that Uh, There was a buffer overflow in the STMicro NFC driver. In this case, it failed to properly validate parameters coming from the NFC device. And so you can imagine then uh, an attacker who was physically proximate, who could present a malicious NFC device, could potentially exploit that. But you'd need custom hardware and software to do that. So unlikely that anyone's actually going to be hit by that in the real world, unless you're a victim of a nation state attack or something like that. Uh, Similarly, what else? We had uh, the Xilinx USB 2 gadget driver failed to validate USB endpoints. And uh, there was uh, this um, ESM CAN USB driver double free as well. After that was an update for the kernel in Ubuntu 20.04 long-term support and 18.04 long-term support. That's the hardware enablement kernel for uh, that earlier release, plus uh, for various uh, cloud-optimized kernels in that as well. This is a 5.4-based kernel. This did include the vulnerabilities that I just talked about uh, for the uh, kernel in those extended security maintenance releases, plus a vulnerability that was specific to AMD CPUs around insufficient mitigations for some of the Spectre v2 attacks that had gone in there previously. As well, uh, there was a possible out-of-bounds read that could lead to an information leak through mishandling of uh, errors would occur when uh, doing writes to MMC or SD uh, memory as well. There was an update as well for the 5.13-based kernel in Ubuntu 21.10, which is then used as the hardware enablement kernel at the moment in Ubuntu 20.04 long-term support, and that included uh, basically the same set of vulnerabilities as above, uh, plus uh, the kernel in Ubuntu 18.04 long-term support, which is again used as a hardware enablement kernel in 16.04 ESM and 14.04 ESM for Azure. Uh, as well, uh, there was an update for the kernel in 20.04 long-term support, but for our OEM devices. So as you may be aware that you can get Ubuntu pre-installed on many different devices now and uh, we have optimized kernels for those. In this case, it's 5.14 boast kernel. 
Uh, the vulnerabilities here were uh, that KVM, the virtualization subsystem, mishandled guest page table updates. As a result, the guest VM could crash the host OS. Uh, there were two similar issues in a couple of different CAN bus drivers. Uh, that's the eight devices, USB to CAN and microchip CAN bus analyzer. They both had double freeze that could be triggered on error parts. So you can imagine then a local attacker could possibly crash your machine uh, and you know, cause the denial of service. So if you are messing about, I guess, with CAN, uh, CAN drivers and CAN devices, you know, maybe you're doing some uh, car hacking stuff. Actually, I recall Charlie Miller, I think, did quite a good book on this. Anyway, I digress. But yeah, if you are messing around with that stuff, you know, you could be triggering these bugs as well are uh, the ESM CAN USB issue that I talked about earlier too. Uh, an update for RSyslog came after that. Three different CVEs here for 1604 ESM. Two of these were in handling of various different message types. Uh, that's both AIX and Cisco uh, log messages. It would fail to properly validate the contents of those and so it could then get uh, heat buffer overflow if you could craft those correctly. Uh, similarly, uh, there was an issue in the handling of the plain TCP socket communications. However, uh, that module is not enabled by default uh, in the RSyslog configuration in Ubuntu, but if you were using that, that has now been fixed as well. We had a bunch of updates here for uh, some low-level uh, C libraries for handling uh, you know, different file formats and the like. Uh, LibVorbus was updated for three CVEs in Ubuntu 16.04 ESM. There was a heat buffer overflow, an out-of-bounds read, and a stack buffer overflow as well. These could all be triggered through crafted input files, and you could end up getting denial of service or remote code execution as a result. Uh, similarly, libtiff was updated, and this goes uh, all the way back to 14.04 extended security maintenance and all the way through to uh, 22.04. Uh, similarly, a bunch of different issues in libtiff, again, you know, out-of-bounds reads, out-of-bounds writes, all those kind of things that could be triggered through crafted TIFF files. A couple of different uh, issues in libxml2. Again, these go all the way back to 14.04 extended security maintenance, 16.04 extended security maintenance, 18.04 and 20.04 and 22.04 long-term support and 21.10. Uh, there was a use after free plus uh, possible integer overflows. The integer overflows, they weren't really specified what the impact of those, but you can imagine it's probably you know, out of bounds right or that kind of thing, code execution as a result. But it did require someone to process a multi-gigabyte XML file. So if you know, that wasn't you know, able to easily be done, you couldn't trigger that one. We had an update as well for ContainerD for Ubuntu releases 20.04 long-term support in 21.10. And this was actually for a CVE that we did patch uh, you know, a few weeks ago now. I talked about it back in episode 152. However, a subsequent update to ContainerD by another team uh, inadvertently dropped that fix. So yeah, we've had to put that back in there again. Uh, apologies for that. An update for ClamAV was after that. Uh, five different CVEs were rolled into this. This updates ClamAV to, uh, well, not the latest upstream release, but one of the most recent upstream releases, 0.103.6. Uh, includes fixes for a bunch of things like uh, some infinite loops that could be triggered through a couple of different parses there so they could result in CPU-based denial of service, uh, memory leak that could result again in denial of service and a couple out-of-bounds writes so you could potentially at least cla uh, crash ClamAV or potentially get code execution. Uh, OpenLDAP was updated for a possible SQL injection attack in the SQL backend of uh, SlapD via an SQL statement within an LDAP query. So yeah, that's a different one. However, that is a new experimental backend within uh, OpenLDAP. So if you're not using that, I suggest you disable it. Uh, there was an update for PCRE, the Perl compatible regex library, uh, an out-of-bounds read that could lead to an info leak as well as an to overflow that could possibly lead to a buffer overflow there and crash or code execution. Uh, the need restart package was updated for a bunch of releases 18.04, 20.04, and 22.04 long-term support and 21.10. In this case, uh, need restart is a package that detects various processes and daemons that are running in your machine and that need to be restarted after various libraries and the like have been upgraded. Uh, you know, because if you upgrade a library on disk, it doesn't automatically get then say upgraded in memory for something that's already executing. 
Uh, it, to do this, it uses various uh, regular expressions and the like to detect files that say use scripting languages like say Python or Ruby. Uh, but uh, the, those regular expressions were not specific enough and so you could possibly allow a user to get their own script to be uh, restarted in the context of the user that's running need restart. And given that that uh, is often done through Debian package maintainer scripts, that can be as root. So that could be a possible uh, root privilege escalation vulnerability there. Uh, just a few more to go. We had an update for Appport. Uh, this is the crash handle in Ubuntu. Uh, thanks to uh, Garrett Venema in particular for reporting these and uh, thanks to our, on our side to Mark Delorier for uh, actually developing all the fixes for these. Uh, Appport is a big old crafty code base, not great to hack on. So yeah, thanks Mark for uh, doing all the work on these. As I said, this is the crash handler in Ubuntu. It gets invoked by the kernel when an application crashes and then it goes and collects various data uh, to produce a crash report. And then that's then uploaded to uh, Launchpad or to errors.ubuntu.com so that you know Ubuntu developers can be aware of that issue and can uh, work on fixing it. As a result, you can imagine it runs as root for various parts because it might need to collect, I don't know, root-owned log files and the like. Uh, but it does drop privileges to a regular user to make sure that you know, it doesn't try to capture anything it shouldn't. However, uh, as a result, it has been a target for privilege escalation vulnerabilities in the past. And yeah, we have a few more here as well this time. Uh, in this case, the impacts of these different vulnerabilities were uh, you know, ranging from both a denial of service against that port by crashing it uh, through to yeah, local privilege escalation to root as well. So yeah, thanks again to Mark for uh, all your work on those, mate. Uh, and finally, we had an update for libxr&r. Uh, this is for our 604 extended security maintenance customers. In this case, there was a few integer overflows that could lead to an out-of-bounds write plus uh, a separate out-of-bounds write vulnerability. But all of these were able to be triggered from a malicious remote X server. So unless you are connecting to an untrusted remote X server, you know, you're probably safe from this one there. And that is it for the week in security updates. So as I mentioned at the start of this week's episode, the other thing that's been going on this week for the Ubuntu security team is Pwn to Own. So this is a competition that's been run by uh, the Zero Day Initiative uh, from Trend uh, for the last 15 years. And it basically involves people uh, coming along with different exploits that they've developed uh, and launching those against particular targets. If they are able to successfully exploit it, then they get various amounts of prize money and the like. Uh, ZDI have a bunch of different uh, platforms that you can you know, um, register for and you know, target as part of this. And uh, Ubuntu is one of those and it has been for quite a while now. In this case, uh, we had five different teams that were targeting Ubuntu desktop and that is uh, Ubuntu 2204 long-term support uh, that just released uh, Jamie Jellyfish fully up to date. Uh, as a result of uh, exploiting this to get uh, privilege escalation from you know standard user to root, uh, you'd get a prize of forty thousand US dollars, so a pretty good prize there. Uh, in this case, the competition is run over three days, and uh, five different, I'd say, five different teams were attempting to exploit Ubuntu. Two of those were on day one, two of those were on day two, and one is on day three. Uh, as I record this, days one and two have already happened, and of those, actually, all four so far have been successful. So in the show notes, I've got links to these, but uh, you can, there's actually some uh, videos on YouTube that show each of the team's attempts, except for the first one, because that wasn't live streamed. But uh, the first team, Team Orca of C Security, uh, they used an out-of-bounds write and a use after free to get their privilege escalation, whilst the other three, that's Keith Yo, uh, he used a use after free, uh, BN Fam also used a use after free, and uh, the team Tutelary, they also used a use after free as well. So uh, we don't have many details on those yet, uh, but you know those will be coming to light in the near future. Obviously, 
obviously we're going to work very hard to make sure those are all resolved and most likely these are probably not Ubuntu specific vulnerabilities uh, as you would be aware from all of the things I talk about in the first half of all these podcast episodes a lot of these pieces of software you know these are vulnerabilities in things that are just general open source they're not necessarily Ubuntu specific vulns so yeah we'll make sure that uh, the details of all of these get uh, out to all the other distros as well so everyone else can get patched as well uh, so yeah um, yeah, so lots of lots of great work uh, being seen there. Uh, if you want to know more about this sort of stuff, though, I actually have covered Point Own in a couple different uh, episodes over the last few years of this podcast. Uh, in particular, episode 71 um, did a great interview with uh, Steve Beattie and Mark Delorio from our team who cover essentially what the process is like on our side as a vendor. You know, and, and a lot of these cases, what happens, I guess, in a short summary is that, uh, you know, the uh, contestants, they uh, prevent, present their exploit, you know, they demonstrate it. And if that's successfully exploited, then uh, they go into a little conference with uh, ZDI who makes sure that you know it does look like a real thing and uh, then finally then we get a look at it so that we can say is this a known vulnerability or not from our side and if it's not you know then we can say yep it's a unique vulnerability and they can get their prize money uh, as a result then we get disclosed you know the various details of the vulnerability a great write-up of it maybe proof of concepts and that kind of thing and then we can go on and uh, you know work on patching the vulnerability disclosing it maybe to some upstream project that's relevant working on patches with them and then making sure that all the other distros get a pre-notification of it before it finally gets announced publicly so everyone can get patched and everyone can be safe so yeah as always thanks to uh, ZDI for running the competition but in particular thanks to all the researchers that have you know spent all their time developing these exploits and the like and doing all their research because as I say, it does uncover uh, some pretty cool bugs and obviously allows us to get out some fixes for them to keep everyone else safer out there. All right. So, uh, yeah, I do will hopefully bring you some more uh, details on those point-to-own uh, things as they come to light in the next few weeks. But until then, as always, if you want to get in contact with the team, you can email us at securityubuntu.com. We do hang out in the Ubuntu security channel on libera.chat, the IRC network. Come and chat to us over there. Uh, and we're on Twitter too, at Ubuntu underscore sick. So thanks everyone for listening again for another week. I'll be back again with you all next week. But until then, remember, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.